0: of putting a bounty on her head. Spain, furious at losing their control over England, tried to invade in 1588. They attacked with their armada, or naval force, but the English, although smaller in number, held their own, and, inspired by their queen, were victorious. Come over the sea. With the bomb, see, that within Bessie, the body of a weak and feeble me. woman lies the heart and stomach of a king and a king of England too Yet here in 1601, more than a decade later Elizabeth's glory is somewhat tarnished because she is near death And the golden age of her reign is in jeopardy, with no direct heir to continue her work. Factions move against her, and there are threats of civil war, of Catholics and Protestants fighting for control. This fear and insecurity permeates the streets. It's what everybody's talking about. One of Shakespeare's greatest strengths as a writer is his ability to tune into the mood of the people, to capture the zeitgeist, and while he wrote for the world he lived in, he created plays that have stood the test of time. But now, as Shakespeare mourns the death of his father, and the situation in England bears down upon him, he is planning, or may have even already begun, to write his next play with a lighter touch, a comedy. In the January of 1601, the seeds for Twelfth Night may have been planted when Shakespeare's troupe performed before the Queen and her honoured guest, Virginio Orsino, the Duke of Braciano, who has identical twin children, a boy and a girl. The entertainments took place on Epiphany, the Twelfth Night after Christmas, which, according to Christianity, was when three wise kings arrived to bless the baby Jesus and revealed him to be the Son of God. Previously, this time had been important to the pagan religions, the ancient religious movements before Christianity, who saw this time as marking the death of the old year and the beginning of the new. So, Shakespeare leaves his father's graveside and returns home to work on Twelfth Night. Shakespeare would know that he's approaching London, not just from the familiar landscape, but by the growing stench emanating from the city. London is a city where disease is rife, where there is no electricity, no gas, antibiotics, plumbing. Waste, including human waste, is thrown out into the streets or dumped into the River Thames. The air reeks. Children are lucky to live to their eighth birthday. And to reach 50 years of age is a great achievement. Disease, especially plague, is an almost constant threat. But it's home to Shakespeare. It's where he belongs. It's also home to the Globe Theatre that two years earlier he helped to build on the south bank of the River Thames. Before we reach the city, let me tell you more about Shakespeare and the time in which he lived. William Shakespeare was born in 1564 in Stratford, Warwickshire. That we know, though much of his early life is shrouded in mystery, as record-keeping was pretty hit-and-miss back then. Over the years, the large gaps in Shakespeare's life story have led to much speculation, even suggestions that he may not have written all the plays credited to his name. This theorising has particularly come about because there are no records to show that he attended school, let alone university. What we do know is that at the age of 18, he married Anne Hathaway, a woman some years older than him, and they had three children, a daughter Susanna, who was born to them six months after a hastily arranged marriage, and then twins, a boy, Hamlet, and a girl, Judith. Then sometime around 1587, when he was about 23, he travelled to London and entered the life of the theatre. We don't know whether his wife objected or...